You can encounter thousands of years of history almost anywhere you walk in Italy. But unifying the various states of Italy as one nation didn't happen until 1861, and it still took another nine years to defeat the papal states and make Rome Italy's capital. That's part of the reason you'll notice some real differences in Italy from north to south. Sicily is barely 100 miles from the coast of Tunisia in North Africa, and the Italian Alps border Austria and Switzerland. So you can expect some real contrasts as you travel from the Alps in the north of Italy down to the beaches of Sicily. Let's explore this with two of my favorite guides from opposite sides of Italy. Aldo Valario lives in the far south in sunny Sicily, while Riccardo Panareo lives up in Urbino. That's about 800 kilometers due north of Aldo, near the Adriatic coast. Ciao, Riccardo. Ciao, buonasera a tutti. And Aldo Valerio. Ciao, Rick. Buonasera. Thank you guys for being here. Now, Aldo, uh, what's your story? Where do you live? Yeah, now I'm living in Sicily. Okay. It's about uh, 14 years I've been living in Sicily, but my family comes from the Amalfi Coast. Okay, so you're going to represent the South. Yes, I'm going to represent the South. And Riccardo, where are you living? I'm living towards the northern part of Italy, say central north Adriatic coast, in an area called uh, Rimini. Or Urbino. Maybe people know it better as Urbino because that's the oldest uh, center in that area. That's the famous uh, historic town, artistic town, Urbino. Very nice town. And what is the state that you're in? Uh, It's a little region called Marches, Marche in Italy. Yeah, and there's more and more interest in Marche, I think. A lot of people are discovering the beauties of Marche. Yeah, because it's got the same beauty of Tuscany and Umbria, but it's cheaper. Not yet so... Uh, famous. La Marche, mm M-A-R-C-H-E, without all of the high prices and high tourists and lots of tour buses of Tuscany and uh, and so on. All over Italy, we have this concept of Campanilissimo. Tell me what that is, Ricardo. (laughs) So it comes from Campanile. Campanile is bell tower. As in the old days, in the Middle Ages and earlier, the bell tower was supposed to be the highest spot in town. So every community used to have a lot of prouds of having a bell tower. My tower is taller than yours. Oh, okay. So, so Campanile is the bell tower and you're proud of your bell tower. Yes, yeah, so you, you're proud of your town. So when you defend your town against somebody else's town... Then it's campanilismo. Ah, okay. My tower is taller than yours. And Aldo, do you have a campanilissimo down for uh, in Sicily? Do you have the same concept or what? Not really, not no. really. But we like defending everything. As you know, in southern Italy, we are very we like protecting our area because we feel like a little bit different. You've had to do a lot of protecting over the centuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where the great heritage is to oh. be found in my lots of protecting. Lots of protecting and, and lots of uh, failing to protect. Oh, yes. Well, tell us about the different layers of Sicily. Well, I mean, we... Conquerors. You, yeah, Greeks, Romans, and the Arabs, and the Carthaginians, uh, uh, so many. Because, I mean, it's just in the center of the Mediterranean, as in Alice. It was yeah. easy to get there and to conquer the area, so... Okay, now... In Italy, are people loyal first to Italy or to their region? Because in 1870, when they finally created Italy, Cavour, Mazzini, Garibaldi, all of these guys, the famous phrase is, uh, do you you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. We've created Italy. Ah, we created... Now we have to create... Italians. Italian, Italiani. Okay, it's 140 years later. Have we created Italians? Mm. Ricardo. Well, under some aspects, no, really, because, you see, we are a fresh country. Although, when you talk about Italy, 
mine goes to two, three thousand years ago. But the Italy today is even younger yeah. than the United so States of America. So you've got uh, two thousand years of heritage, mm. but the political entity we think of as it's Italy, very, very young. It's younger than America. Sure, yeah. it's as young as Germany. It's only eighteen seventy. And there are so many differences between the north and the south due to the landscape, due to the climatic conditions, but especially due to the historical conditions because we all had different dominations and each of them left something in the south, in the center, and in the north. Aldo, when you think about the differences between the north and the south, how would you characterize them? Well, I mean, as my colleague said, uh, the past and also the, the heritage that we have has shaped a different kind of Italian. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the difference is to be found in the mentality as well. The north has always been industrialized for so many years. It's always been the area where from the south they used to move uh, into the north to find luck, to find a job. Okay. And to be honest with you, it hasn't changed at right. all. There is a big gap. So still Sicilians be- are still going oh, to yeah. north for jobs. Like in oh, the yeah. past, like, still nowadays they're moving to the north because uh, they can see the north as the opportunity. Even if nowadays, yeah. to be honest with you, with the conditions of Italy, there's not really so much opportunity okay. all over Italy. Because I remember traveling in Italy if you're on the road on the wrong day, it's the day the workers are going on vacation and they're That's all it. going oh, yeah. home to Sicily. And then you are in good company then. <laughs> you're in good company. You meet a lot of friends on the motorway, <laughs> the auto grills. So, motorway. Ricardo, if you think of the differences between the north and the south, I, I guess one thing is the south was more under uh, colonial. They were occupied by uh, foreign powers and just kept down. Mm. Whereas in the north, you do have some industry yes. and some, some wealth. But I think there is another condition that should be considered. Think about for a minute Italy. It's a long stretch of land, 800 miles long, more or less as long as California, mm-hmm. you know, more or less. And think about somebody living in Agrigento, about 75 miles from Libya and Tunisia. 75 miles, miles from, away. from Libya. Then think somebody coming from Milan, less than 20 miles from Switzerland. Yeah. Beside the fact that they have two arms and two legs and one head, which other similarity do you have? So you got uh, more of a Libyan flavor in the south and and more of a German flavor in the north. That's the reason why Italy is so famous and so charming, because within a rather limited part of the world, we have so many different historical, cultural, temperamental And the more uh, we travelers can be tuned into that, the more fun we're going to have. Within 50 miles. You drive two hours, one hour, Mm -hmm. two hours, and you you already see the differences. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Italy and the differences between the north and the south. (laughs) <laughs> and we're joined by Ricardo Panareo and Aldo Valerio. Our phone number yeah. is 877-333-7425. And Nancy's on the line from Love Ladies, New Jersey. Nancy, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. It's great to be with you. The, um, the question I had is the Catholic Church really controlled the South until the time of the unification, but the North was held variously by quite a number of other European countries. And I was really curious to hear how your guests would talk about the impact that both of those cultures had on the people there. So the impact of the Catholic Church and the impact of other European cultures, namely Austrians and French. The French, French, Austrian, Spanish. <laughs> okay, uh, Ricardo. But, but it's more how the Catholic yeah. Church. And the Catholic, the Catholic Church. Catholic Church I have to say that obviously Italy historically has been always under the, the influence, let's say, of the Church. I have to correct maybe if Nancy doesn't mind. The southern part of Italy was not directly ruled by the Pope. The Popes, mm-hmm. for about a thousand years, they ruled the central part of Italy. The southern part of Italy, they had their own different dominations. The last one before unification was the Bourbons. 
side branch okay. of the family Borbone. from okay. So the far south was under the French control, for, but I mean, things change over the centuries, sure. but a good part of the center of Italy was really dominated by the church. Sure. And how sure. has that impacted Italy today? Well, still today, the church is very, very important. I mean, uh, still today, politically speaking, the church, although Italy, since the unification, especially after the Second World War, doesn't have any stated religion, you know, but still the influence of the centuries you know, cannot it, be avoided. It, so it's it, still strong. Unification wasn't quite that easy because, well, 95% of Italy unified in 1870, mm. right? The Vatican mm. states held mm. out until... Sure. When was the Vatican, uh, the treaty in 1929? Finally, the Pope said, okay, okay I give up. <laughs> and, then, and then Italy left the tiniest place there for the, the independent Vatican state. But still but, the church is very, very influential. It's always, been, it's always ah. been very powerful. So it's always been a great symbol of power and then uh, still nowadays. Now, is so that, is there a trend for a change or is it still always the same? Because less people go to church now than oh, sure, yeah. two less generations Less people go. Before. It's not like in the past. There was really this uh, uh, great importance we were given. When I was a child, for yeah. instance, and then my father was forcing me to go to church yeah. almost three times a week. And nowadays, it's not like that. But you know what's very interesting to me, you guys, is if most Italians, their families are Catholic, yeah. and you know, if they trip on the bus, they'll say Joseph and Mary or mm-hmm. something like this. But if you get in a, get in a motorcycle accident and you survive... You'll take your helmet to the church and hang it up on the wall for for where you were for the saint that was taking care of you. You we're, know what I mean? We are very that? superstitious. And then, for instance, every time I have a travel, I've got my granny. She gives me the picture, the little picture of the patron saint, and then to protect my journeys, everything. We are really like that. Who's your patron saint? And the Padre Pio. He's from oh, Apulia. Padre Pio. And then I was actually forced by my family to believe in that. To be honest with you, the, but this is the way we are. We cannot offend the families. Otherwise, that's true. we're gonna be in trouble. And Ricardo, uh, what is your patron saint? Um, let's say maybe because I'm from the north, I'm a little bit more <laughs> detached. <laughs> told more you. Drawn. There is a difference. Oh, told okay. you. No, that is interesting. <laughs> so you think when you look to the south, you see people who are more connected with their traditional faith? Yes. I would say so also because they're more temperamental, which is not a negative point. Right. Please, th- this is important. You know, we're talking about differences. We're not saying one is better than the no. other. So. They're more temperamental in the South. In the South, of course. They go more towards religion, towards the faith. Right. You know, towards uh, the destiny. Well, it's the destiny that I have to do this. We we believe in the family. In the South, we are really attached to the family, and then we don't want to offend them. So, this is, in my opinion, the difference. For instance, I'm married to a German lady. And then uh, you're married to oh a God, German. Don't tell me. So when do I, I. When I, <laughs> so introduce, I. Yeah, when I introduce my wife to a very strict Catholic family, yeah. and then my mom was saying, "Oh, although I will accept her, we don't care." But when she asked me, "Is she Catholic?" and then nah. I told her she's not Catholic, that was an offense. She was <laughs> even sending three, four priests in my house to convert my wife. I'm not kidding to become wow. a Catholic. So little Aldo married a Protestant. Oh God, don't tell God me. God help you. <laughs> so did I, and you did too. And yeah, you only still thing, okay. Yeah, I'm still uh, the only thing. My mother was so happy that somebody was taking me away from home. <laughs> so opposite, oh, I see. <laughs> opposite from Mando. No, it was different for me. When I left my house at the age of 17, and my mom, she was crying all the time. Your she mama. Was, yeah, Are you yeah, a mamone? Still now. Oh, yeah, I'm a typical mamone. I get a phone call three times a day, so at what the is, age of 40. What is mamone for our listeners? Mamone means I'm addicted to my mom. And then, for instance, when I go back home, she lives on the top floor. I live on the middle floor. And then when it's lunchtime, because my wife, she cannot cook, she put the lasagna in a basket, she throw the basket, and everyone is grabbing the food for lunch. Your, so mom, the... your mother drops the oh, lasagna yeah, like down 
around in a basket. With the basket like that. Oh, and then I we all love get it. my wife, she's pretending I I prepared the lasagna, but we know <laughs> the truth. You know how lazy are the people in the south? They don't even do two flights of steps to go and collect Look, the lasagna. Now we <laughs> we got a fighting. <laughs> they, <laughs> they drop it down from the because one of my treats when I go to Sicily or yeah. southern Italy is to I look at it. I walk into the neighborhoods and I see all the ropes coming down yeah, because, because people live no on elevators. Yeah, no elevators. elevators. It's a poor place, and yeah. they're six stories high in these uh, apartments, very dense population. And especially older ladies, they, they can't they can't get yeah. down. They don't walk so well. So they drop their rope down. With the down. money inside. Yeah. With the money, and they get their eggs or their milk. Yeah. Or, or Sometimes uh, I can see the lady actually into the basket going down. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but you get the lasagna every oh, day. Oh, definitely. That's so, my treat. Now, uh, you, so you got this mamone thing. And the, yeah. What is the Italian word for the uh, umbilical cord? Uh, cordone umbilicale. So it's difficult to cut that off. Oh, yeah. It? It's going to be like this forever. It's still definitely. there. Oh, yeah. It's still there symbolically. Mamma mia. Okay, Nancy, there's your insight into, into a little bit of Italian culture. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you for your call. Ciao, Nancy. Grazie. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Ciao, ciao bella. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Ricardo and Aldo about Italia. Our phone number is 877 Bravo! <laughs> and Kathy's on the line in Dexter, Oregon. Kathy, thanks for your call. Hi, thanks and greetings to you both. After such a serious discussion about the Catholic Church, we're going to talk about something like pizza. Pizza! <laughs> okay, transition from Catholic wow. to pizza. <laughs> Um, we were, you know, fortunate enough to visit Italy in the last couple of years, and the farther south that we were able to travel was Naples, Then we spent more time a little bit in the north. But we've noticed, or at least from my perspective, it didn't seem like there was that much difference from the toppings that you get on the pizza, and I wondered if it was just something that we happened to experience based on where we went, or if you do see more of a difference between north and south on what people like on their pizzas. Now, that's very interesting. We're going to let the Sicilian talk about this because I think pizza is sort of a national dish in Sicily? Well, well, it's a national dish in Naples, Naples. Naples. Napoli. Right. Yeah, the first pizza which was invented was actually dedicated to the Queen of Naples, Margherita, La Regina Margherita, and as a matter of fact, incorporates the three colors of the Italian flag. But the real explain, one, explain, explain the three colors and yeah, the first, so we got a mozzarella and white. white. Mm. Then yeah. we got a rosso, red, the tomato, and then we got green, the basil. So, so that's you got to put the basil on there, or it's not an Italian flag. <laughs> yes. and it's Name for the queen, Margherita. Margherita. Okay, so that's the one basic kind. And what's the other basic kind from Napoli? We go, we go loads. We go loads of pizzas, and it's very, it's very thin. The typical Neapolitan pizza is made in the oven, and the taste of the olive oil. What, what's the little restaurant in Naples where they in, they say they invented the pizza? What is this? Uh, I do not know. I don't remember. They have just remember. two pizzas on the list. There's only two pizzas they serve. They're very purest. One is margarita, yeah, and the other would be napoletana. It's a napoletana, napoletana with yeah, anchovies, with the anchovies, oh, okay, yes. But I nice. don't remember the name. So, getting back to Kathy's question, would there be a difference between what you'd find on the pizza between the north and the south, Ricardo? Not really, because yeah. more than north and the south is the pizzaiolo that makes the difference. The pizzaiolo is the one baking the pizza, the oh, one you see him flying the the, the bread. So, how does that matter? Know? It depends on him, really. There is no, you can have excellent pizzas in uh, Milan, as you can have in, in um, down in Catania. So it's very much in the cook more than that. But one thing that, as we are talking to American friends, very often American people remain a little, not disappointed, but surprised because our pizzas are different from what you're normally used in the state. In the state, the pizza is much richer. 
is a meal. You know, it's when thick. you have a, a thick, we, we, we brag about yes. a thick. I want a big, yeah. thick pizza. But in, in Italy, <laughs> that would be very bad thin. news. No, absolutely. Very thin. A thin so for you, what's the perfect pizza? Not so rich. Oh, not okay. so rich. So it's a very um, pure. Good you can get more stuff in it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to explain to our friends when we go there. If you want a rich pizza, you just ask the waiters. You right. add these and that, the sausages, and then they will do it for you. But otherwise, our pizzas are usually rather plain. Okay. And because yeah. you know, we like it that way. What's your uh, favorite? Margarita. I'm going so for the purest. You go for the margarita. Yeah. So margarita. Good mozzarella. See, good mozzarella. Tomato uh, sauce. Couple of tomato sauce, a couple basil. of uh, fresh leaves of basil. That's it. Nice. And how do you like the crust? The crust, uh, I like bread, so not too cooked. Not too cooked. Mm, not too cooked. You know, you, you can tell the waiters. Yeah. Oh, you can? You know, really? Oh, yes. Oh, you can I tell, tell them if you want a little thicker. If See, you want. for my English muffin, I say mm. make it crispy. But you mm. can do that with the pizza also. Sure. 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 Margarita is my favorite one. And when we have the family reunions on Saturday and Sunday, we have a pizza by meter. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah we got to, let's say, we get together 24 people because that's what we do on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, it's yeah. a must. And then we go to have our pizza night, and then we just have a big table, and we order Two six, meters of pizza. Yeah, two, two three, four, five pizza. meters. We all different toppings. It's great. Nice. Yeah, beautiful. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're eating our way through Italy, it sounds like, here, which is, a, I guess it's a natural thing when you get a couple of Italians together celebrating the edible culture. And we have Aldo Valerio and Ricardo Panreo. Hey, uh, Kathy, does that give you some ideas about the pizza? It does. It sounds like maybe that we just need to do a little bit more sh- checking and sampling the, the mm. crust and the doughs. So. Yeah. If I have uh, four friends and I'm going out to dinner to a pizzeria, I'll ask for four different pizzas. They come in four or eight slices and ask them to come 15 minutes apart each, and you have a nice meal, and you get to eat the whole menu uh, rather than having the whole menu to yourself, and that's a lot of fun. That is a great idea. Okay, thanks for your call. Ciao, Kathy. Thank you so much. Buon appetito. Buonasera. Ciao. Ciao. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're exploring the differences between the north and the south of Italy, and we're joined by two Italian guides and friends, Aldo Valerio and Riccardo Panareo. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. You can email us anytime at radio at ricksteves.com. Susan in Santa Cruz in California emailed us, and she writes, I try to get to Italy as often as possible, almost every year for the past decade. When I go, I make a big circle visiting both the north, where I have family, and the south, where I've come to love. The sense of humor in the north I find to be more subtle and dry than that in the south. The people are more reserved in the North. They have higher expectations that objects and systems should and will function. The cuisine is a little heavier in the North, but in general, it's wonderful. In the South, I've noticed they use gestures more. There are more lively interactions among the people, less insistence on following all the regulations, especially while driving. It seems like the farther South you go, the greater regard for generous hospitality I find and the food is also absolutely delicious. The sense of humor is a little more slapstick in the South, and it's hilarious. Fascinating. Aldo. I you... agree with her. Definitely. She, she nailed it. <laughs> she took the picture. <laughs> she took the picture. We love imperfection in Southern <laughs> Italy because it, something which is not perfect can make your holiday, your stay, a memorable experience. And if you're looking for efficiency and perfection, it's not and a holiday. Order, you don't go to South Italy, or be, yeah. you're going to be having frustration. Definitely. You have to celebrate the chaos. Yeah, and we love it. Well, that's a, we, we call it organized chaos. <laughs> organized <laughs> chaos. How do you say that in Italian? Uh, chaos organizzato. 
Marianne's on the line enjoying a little chaos organizato here on the radio <laughs> from Southgate, Kentucky. Marianne, thanks for your call. Hello. Ciao, Marianne. I just called to um, talk about uh, my experience when I did go to Italy. I have family, um, distant family, in a little town called Spinay. It's in the uh, mountains, kind of um, in between Rome and Naples. Okay. And when I went, we only had eight days, but a friend and I, you know, we spent some few days in Rome and then took a bus tour down to Sorrento and Pompeii and Capri and just had a wonderful time. Um, everyone was so friendly and there was a time in Rome where we were sitting, waiting for a bus and didn't know which bus we had to take to get to the Colosseum. And this elderly gentleman walked up to us and just started serenading us. Wow. <laughs> and that was fun. And he spoke very little English. I spoke very little Italian. But between the two of us, we were able to converse. And he, you know, showed us to the right bus. You know, Marianne, you sound like a person who's not very uptight, at least when you're traveling. And uh, I think that's probably a key to enjoying Italy is not yeah. being uptight. If the bus is late, hey, you've got a lot of people here. Let's have some fun. Of any place in Europe, if there's a traffic jam, only in Italy will people pull the car over open up a, a picnic table, and have a little party right on the roadside. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. it happens. <laughs> it happens. So it's an attitude, isn't it, Marianne? Oh, yes. You just, you just kind of, you know, enjoy it, and if something goes wrong, you find an alternate solution. There was another time we got kicked off the bus, and we thought, okay, and we were, <laughs> we were like, what do we do now? So we just kind of walked around Rome and found our way back. And Yeah, you got to do that. That was the most fun, just exploring on our own. I think it's the right attitude. You know, I always tell to our friends when we tour Italy, one of the first things I tell them, listen, you're not going to change Italy in 10 days or two weeks, whatever. We are like this since 3,000 years. You think you're <laughs> going to do something about that? So you just go with the flow. And actually, very organized people like American people remain surprised because at the end, in spite of the organized chaos, things go to place. It does work. You don't know Amazing how. Way. We don't know how. <laughs> And also, well, Marianne, you have experienced our Italian philosophy, piano, piano. Of course. Yeah. That means slowly, slowly. slowly. This is the way we live. Little by little. <laughs> I was, I was, that's the way I would love yeah. to live all the time. <laughs> well, not always we can go piano, piano. Because, uh, well, but we try to. Now you're in the we European Union and yeah, people are going now. presto, presto. Huh? <laughs> Miss Angela Merkel doesn't want us going piano, Okay, piano. so you got the, the Chancellor of Germany uh, snapping the whip. <laughs> Marianne, when you're thinking about all of this fun and, and going piano, piano, uh, do you speak Italian or did you manage without speaking Italian? I took a class um, before I went to Italy to learn some conversational Italian. So, no, I really don't speak it. And what was funny, when I did try to speak the Italian, um, they would usually answer me in English. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's always like that. These guys, I feel like I'm speaking in, in Italian almost here with my friends. <laughs> I start picking it up, and I start to sound like I'm an Italiano. But you know, so sometimes <laughs> we open up, you go to a restaurant, and you open your Facebook, and you try to do your best, best Italian, and then there is somebody from Chicago answering you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a little frustrating. <laughs> Mary Ann, thank you so much for your call. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Happy Ciao, Marianne. Ciao. That is frustrating when you're using a phrase book and you want to learn and the waiter goes, <laughs> okay, come on, what do you want? <laughs> this is Travel with Rick Steves and we're exploring the differences between the North and the South with Ricardo Panareo and Aldo Valerio. Ricardo and Aldo, you know, it's um, the economic crisis in Europe and everything and people are starting to realize, hey, we need to pay taxes and uh, Italy is famous for having, uh, I think, a little recreation in not paying taxes and you've got wealthy industrial areas in the north and uh, a lot of chaos organizato in the south. 
What is the situation with taxation and distribution of money between the North and the South in Italy these days? Ricardo. Well, that's still an issue in Italy. Of course, now that we are in Europe, our friends in Europe, especially the German ones, they keep a close eye on us. So things are getting now, we are not as creative as we used to. Yeah, now so we have more to seriousness. be... Oh, yes, now things Because are Germans getting, don't want to yeah. pay your bill. That's yeah. right. right. Basically, that's right. Let's say within the north or the south, you know, we are smart people all over, the mm-hmm. north and the south. Maybe in the south, people take it a little easier than the north. Not because in the north we are better than the south oh. or the other way around. It's just maybe because of the mentality. It's a different uh, tempo different, of life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but, but still we have a long way to go. But I remember, uh, you know, you pay a toll to go on the free race, mm. the, yeah. the yeah. Auto, autostrada. autostrada. Like many other countries in, north, in Europe, by uh, the way. But I remember there was a yeah. time when you did not pay a toll in the, in the south. south. That's and, the same thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that was paid basically by the people of the north. Definitely. And even there was a cheaper gasoline in the south, less oh, tax. Mm. So there was that sort of help to the south. And the South has had a more difficult history, you could say. I believe the situation in the South is also due to the lack of employment. And we have had, we always have had, that's why we had so much immigration in the past, 20s and 30s. Just there's not job opportunities. Uh, No, no job opportunities. most American Italians, I think, are likely to be of Southern uh, origin. That's the reason why we invest a lot in education. When it comes to the North, at the age of 18, they don't continue the education because they know they can get a job There's a job waiting for you. And in Sicily, you would have over-educated people who just, oh, there's, yeah. there's no job. Oh, they have to go to the yeah. north. Yeah. Interesting. Now, when you think about the passions of Italy, you got food, you got the Catholic Church, you got soccer. Is soccer a religion in the north just like the south? It is. It Tell is in the that. north. It <laughs> is in the south. south. I think yeah. it is everywhere. We love soccer. I'm actually, I live in Sicily, but I'm a great fan of Napoli. And that uh, you cannot imagine every Sunday for us is like uh, <laughs> watching a mass, going into the church and praying the Madonna for the miracle. So this is the way we <laughs> oh, are. So if you're going to go to church, it's going to be the play for oh, a definitely. miracle. We make, we make promises. Obviously. My granny, she lights up candles the night before. Your granny I'm lights candles for... She wears the soccer uh, T-shirt. Everything yeah. is such and a... And what team is she rooting for? Napoli. She Napoli. has to. <laughs> Otherwise, it will be an offense for the family. <laughs> what a question, Rick. You shouldn't be asking what, what team. Oh, my goodness. And Ricardo, what is your team? Well, I have to say that I'm... One of the few exceptions, I, I don't, I'm not one of the great fans of uh, You're not crazy uh, about soccer. Soccer, no. I prefer the other strange ball with the two. Well, with the dogs. pointy ends. Yeah. Re- American football. No, really. We don't have it in Italy. No. We have rugby in, have rugby. Uh, in uh, But, you in know, Europe, for so. a tourist to go into a stadium during a soccer game is an amazing experience. Yeah, I took, uh, I made sure that some of the people in our groups took tickets because there are people from America that like soccer. It's a great experience. The last time we were in Florence, I got the ticket for them to go to see Fiorentina. Now, which hey. is uh, which Fiorentina. Is Fiorentina. So what do you think, Aldo, when you think Fiorentina? Mm, I tell you in Italia, mamma mia, <laughs> that means, and I'm not happy with that, is definitely. That right? I feel like there's a, you know, there's a medieval-based grudge match yeah. between yeah. Siena sure. and Florence, and oh. it's, it's fought out today on the soccer field, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. It is. So this is sure. really a fascinating thing. So soccer is passionate. Catholic Church, passionate. Food, passionate. What else, Aldo, is very close to the heart of the Italian people? For me, yeah. uh, coming from the South, la familia, familia. the family. The family. And yes. that's what, I, uh, going back to what you said before about the economy, unemployment, we got unemployment in the South, but we got a family to support us. 
if we are in a very difficult situation, the family is there. That's okay. why we are mamoni, going back to what That's we said right. before. So you don't put grandma and grandpa into a house somewhere no, and we visit don't them do only that. at Christmas? No, 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 we don't do that. You have them right upstairs, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo, is that the same across Italy or does it vary? Yeah, well, region? not so intensively like maybe in the south, but mm-hmm. still the family is very, very important in the north as well. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, it's I basically that. that's very, very important. In fact, in my work, I've mm-hmm. gone to so mm-hmm. many, over the last mm-hmm. 30 years, I've been going to restaurants and I've been going to uh, hotels. And, you know, this might be Gino's Trattoria. And now Gino is barely able to walk and his kids are still there. <laughs> yeah. But they take care of Gino and he's oh, yeah, still welcome there. Yeah, he's sort of to. the king of the place and he shuffles around and grates the Parmesan cheese on people's pasta. And it's, that's what It's a Gino gratitude does. for what they have done to us. Yeah, that's beautiful. So That's beautiful. But you know, we should go back towards the thing because in our civilizations, we are going to drop the senior citizens. You know, if you don't produce... You're finished. You're out. Ah, yeah. If you go to other continents, you know, other who is cultures, the chief? They, 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 who is the chief for the village? The oldest person. Okay, yeah. So, the, know, the, so in some cultures, you forget what really matters and you value the person who the wisdom, is the most the knowledge, the, the physical yeah. contributor. But in Italy, you remember the value of... Although yeah. uh, we are also changing like the rest of the yeah. world. So yeah. we are gaining something, we are losing yeah. something, you know. That's globalization, yeah. I guess, That's in so many ways. Ricardo, you've been uh, going to bat for the north here. If a tourist from the United States is going to Italy and they want to really enjoy their time up in the north, what's one good tip that you would give them? Well, you know, ask your George. I'm talking about Clooney. So I'm saying that one of the (laughs) big attractions of the north is absolutely the the Italian Lake District, apart from George. I'm sure that the ladies don't agree with that, but, you know, the the lake itself is really beautiful. All the Lake District is fantastic with all the background of the Alps that's, you know, you remain speechless when you're in front of that place. So, so when we think of these lakes in the north, it is sort of where Italy is welded to the Alps. And you've yeah, got these gorgeous sure. lakes. Every lake has its own personality. Sure. Which one does George Clooney like? Uh, he is in Como. Lake Como. Me and George, we're the we're same. Como. I love Lake yeah, Como, too. Easy, so. Aldo, if you want to enjoy the south, what's your best attitude to take with you and what's your best tip? I love southern Italy. I believe that it's got so much charm and so much history, but uh, uh, definitely Sicily. Sicilia. I like to say Sicilia. Yeah, Americans Uh, are just going Sicily. Seven days, ten days in Sicilia, having a tour of the island. It's such a big island, discovering uh, important archaeological sites. And the irony is a lot of Americans think, oh, Sicily, the the organized crime, the Camorra or the mafia or something like this. But when you go there, you find the friendliest people anywhere. Oh, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I had uh, a passenger. She was asking me, I only came here to Sicily because I want to see the mafia. And then I told her, <laughs> don't expect to see someone wearing a T-shirt. I am a mafioso. It's not <laughs> like that. It's changing a lot. It's working behind the scene, but we got it. But this is not the main reason why we need to see Sicily for this reason. But for a tourist doing typical oh, yeah. things, it's, it's not an issue. The Maybe main... she needs to go to Zurich probably to see a real <laughs> mafioso now. Right. Yeah, just come to my father's house, definitely. <laughs> the magic of Italy from north to south. Aldo and Riccardo Milagrazie. Grazie a te, Rick. Ciao. Oh, Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Rick Steves' Italy is America's top-selling Italian guidebook. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guides for Rome, Venice, Florence, and Tuscany, and Rick's Italian phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for Italy and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com.